Well, hey there, gang. Hi, how are you? How's your morning commute going? How's your evening commute going? How's that Stairmaster? Or are you just listening to this to try to fall asleep? Is that what you do? You use this podcast by dulcet tones and it just, uh, you listen to it for 30 seconds and you're out? Either way, welcome. Brand new episode of Terribly Funny. Uh, I'm your host and your best pal, Steve Mazalone. And this is, of course, the podcast where I talk to funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. You get the idea. And today we have a, uh, a really great guest. He's an old friend of mine. I first met him while I was working on Happy Endings. It's Mr. Prentice Penny. What can I tell you about Prentice? Well, he's uh, just a fucking cool guy. Did I need to swear there? I probably didn't, but that's how cool he is. Uh, he's worked on a ton of things. He's uh, met him, as I said, on Happy Endings. I also worked with him on a show called Breaking In. He was on Scrubs. He, uh, I think he won a Golden Globe for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And he's, uh, oh yeah, he's currently running a little, uh, a little uh, HBO hit called Insecure. So yeah, he's been around. And also, um, despite just being a very nice, compassionate, uh, just gregarious, charming dude, uh, he is also living proof that if you have a hobby and you really like it and you just continue to do it and work at it, work at it, you can kind of turn it into a career. Uh, in Prentice's case, he was just a super dapper dude who was into the finer things in life. And now he's hosting a show called Upscale with Prentice Penny on True TV, where he <laughs> just gets to be super cool and fashionable and like uh, gets bespoke suits and uh, Porsche gives him a car to drive around. What I'm saying is, pay attention to what Prentice says, because he's doing it right. Uh, he's a great guy, and uh, today he's going to talk to us about uh, oh, a bunch of things. About simpler times, about uh, parenting, about uh, race, uh, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, we're going to get into that in just a second, but before we do, do you, friends, do you like the show? Do you? You probably do to some extent, because you're listening to it. Uh, or if this is your first time, welcome. We're really happy to have you here. It's a warm and cozy family, so, you know, come on into the stew. Um, anyways, if you like the show, go to our iTunes page, leave us a comment, give us a review, give us a rating. Those things help us. Also, check us out on the various social media. Check us out on Instagram. It's a Terribly Funny Podcast. Same thing on the old Facebook. We're also Terribly underscore funny at uh, Twitter. And if you want to write to me and say, hey, that Prentice seems like an A-OK guy, or hey, Steve, uh, step up your game. You can do so. I'd really love to have a dialogue with you. Uh, it warms my heart every time I hear from one of you guys. Uh, my email, or rather the podcast email, is terriblyfunnypodcast at gmail. Would really love to hear it from you. Um, okay, that's it. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let Prentice do more talking, and let's talk about things in the 80s. Uh, let's talk about parenting. Let's talk about uh, like basically living in like an Amblin movie. It's exciting stuff. Uh, that's it. Here we go. That's an intro, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. My kids and stuff, and for the record, I have three, and just to like, just to like, yeah, for like that. But it's funny, like now, um, the as you get older, I think what's been tripping me out recently is like, I'm I'm less, I'm homeless. No, mm-hmm. I'm not homeless. I'm homeless. Yeah, that's an important. It's <laughs> an important yeah. factor. Yeah. Like I've got a Porsche, are, but I don't have a place. To I don't live. have a place to live. Yeah. Uh, so my 
my wife is like Tasha's like I want to be a stay at home mom, which is like awesome uh, for us. But the weird part is like I've learned how to parent in like um, the way Trump gives you sound bites mm-hmm. is how I've really started to parent. Like okay. I'm, I'm very big right now. I, I get I get the logic of alternative facts. Yeah, no. I, well, especially as a parent, that makes more as sense. A, yes, that it's makes like a lot more sense. Because you're trying to, like, what alternative facts are there for is to say, yes, you're right in assuming this, and more than likely, this is probably the case. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to also, like, let you think another thing is happening here. Right. So, like, for example, my son, my wife just now, within this little, like, community, that's uh, it sounds fancy. It's a gated community in Inglewood. It's it sounds fancy because I say gated, but when I put Inglewood behind it, whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> right. So but, but we're talking Porsches. It's it's it'll sound weird to yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But wait till like uh, all those new stadiums are up, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> right. I live in our house I'm, is right I'm, by the stadium. Right, matter of fact, it. yeah, oh, it's right. But we didn't know that. We've been I in know. ten years. We just didn't know. I remember when you lived there when I first met you. There we go. So um, so my wife is big on like she's like he's nine now. He wants to like nine already. I know nine, dude. And so he'll be ten this year. And she was like, he wants to just ride, like his bike, like Mm -hmm. on a Sunday, like in the neighborhood, which is like totally fine. And I think about like when I was growing up on a Saturday, my mom like I'd be like, mom, I'm going to ride bikes. I don't know where I'm. Whatever, I'll be with Chris. And then you're gone. Twelve hours. Oh, she didn't know if I could have been fucking getting molested by this dude's dad. Yeah. And she would never have known. Yeah. And I was like, that's just what we used to do on a regular basis. 11 years old, I was stealing, not 11, maybe 12 years old, 13 years old, I was stealing cigarettes from a 7-Eleven because they used to keep them out front. Yeah, they kept them out front. They kept them out front. Like, a glass of water, steal, 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 steal shit. Steal shit. Dumb idiots. Yeah. And so, but I'm terrified. I'm just like, as a parent, I'm just, I don't know where this terror comes from because I didn't have that upbringing. But now I'm just, I try to instill so much fear into my it's like I know I'm wrong but like I remember a kid named Corby Van Drake when I was a kid mm-hmm. great and name great great name cool kid like I think Corby was like black but like Indian before Indian was like this is the 80s there mm-hmm. was no cool that, mm-hmm. the, in, the coolest Indian was Fisher Stevens who, who wasn't Indian no not at all so that so that tells also, me. he was not a cool Indian <laughs> and not even a cool Indian yeah. just a, a fake Indian yeah and Corby was riding his bike. I'll never forget. He was riding... And I didn't go ride bikes with him this one time. And he was riding his bike. And you know, like, when you come... Uh, we lived on a hill. And we would fly on a hill. And there was, like, a little, like... Cars couldn't see you. It was, like, it was a hill that went down and they took a turn. Mm-hmm. And we did, like, another little baby hill. So if you were a car coming up the hill, you couldn't necessarily see cars... Anybody coming down the hill because oh, you couldn't see before the break. So we, and we would fly down this hill all the time, and then there was like a little like driveway, you know, the driveway on the curb, you know, the curb kind of goes up to make mm-hmm. the sidewalk, and then goes down for the driveway. So we would hit little jumps and like try to get air on our bikes. And yeah, that's this, the best. That was the best, yeah, right? Yeah. So you get like a bunch of speed, and uh-huh. you hit the jumps, and then whatever. So Corby went down the hill, I guess, and a car couldn't see him, and Corby was like twelve, it was like fifth grade, whatever you are, you how old you are in fifth grade, hits the curb. And like in the air, car comes up the hill, smack into Corby. And you know, this is like Cor- dead, dead, die. You saw this? No, I wasn't there. That was oh, one Jesus. day I wasn't actually there. Like I was, I don't know where I was, but they, but my best friend, who was his best friend, um, was like, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. it's like he watched his best friend die. And that just stuck with me because I remember we had a funeral at the school. Is this funny? For your pop. This is right. This is, yeah. yeah, child funerals are always the sweet spot. <laughs> it's like my girl. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. It, it he's he's uh, Macaulay Culkin and getting stuck by yeah, bees. I get it. Uh, super funny. And, uh, <laughs> but I just remember they had me at like, a service in school. And I remember as a kid thinking about another kid dying was like, it was like stand by me. It was like too real. It was like, this is like, you shouldn't think about that stuff as a child. You can't wrap your mind around it. You can't wrap your mind yeah. around it. But that... And, I, and kids ride bikes all the time, but all I have is this fear of like my son being Oof. out there. So you're like, so I'm always like, I saw my so then of course you embellish. I saw my best friend get killed by a bike. You can't. So it's like, but you know, it's like, it's, but because I don't, I have these moments to parent because I'm working all these days. It, so man. I find myself constantly, basically, trumping my children into instilling fear, instilling to, fear to govern, instilling gonna, fear to I'm govern. Use fear just to so don't yeah. fuck up. I'm making my family great again. But yeah, well, they've always been pretty great. But like when you found out about that, because like I, you know, I lost grandparents and shit. But mm-hmm. like I've never lost like a somebody my like somebody that's close to my age. That's gotta fuck you up. It fu- it fucked me up for a good year. Like because it was actually on my street. Like my house was like at the break. Oof. So. And I used to just, I mean, we they, we never gave a thought. I mean, yeah. it was like 84, fuck with no condom, no. you know, ride bikes. Wait, you're riding bikes and fucking without a condom? I'm not saying I was doing Bro. it. I'm just saying it was the time. Your if I was doing that, different than mine. if I was doing that, that would have been great. Yeah. Although I am convinced that I, I used to, uh, I was fully convinced that, uh, that a girl did give me VD when I was 11 through dry humping, but that's like not couldn't happen. Okay, good for you just for dry humping at 11. I was, I was, I was dry hump. You're a dry hump kid. Oh, I, come, come on, on, man. Still are. Man, 28, I was a dry hump yeah. kid. So, <laughs> so, uh, so it, it was, was a that. simpler time. It was a much simpler yeah, that was time. A, that was a deleted scene. 2002. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they had all the riding on bikes and then the dry hump. Right, and the dry hump happened. Yeah. It was almost like growing up was like a meatballs movie. Yeah, it was just like very, very, very much hijinxy. Super yeah. hijinxy. And then this fucking kid dies at the end of your block. the kid dies. Oh, hijinks are gone. This <laughs> hijinks movie took a turn. But it does. It does. It did fuck It did fuck me up because I just had never thought about that. Yeah. Like, you never... And obviously, it's like kids are dying all over the world. You don't think... You're just like, now you're like, oh, I mean, it's always sad, but you're just like, it's not uncommon. Right. You know what I mean? You're just like, you're just... You're and a kid. You're in a bubble. You don't... You're not... You're thinking about G.I. Joe's and Star Wars yeah. and that shit. And, or in your uh, instance, dry humping. And dry humping. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. And, and dry humping. And, uh... Uh, but yeah, that was like, it was weird. That was a weird, sixth grade was a weird, I think always a weird time. And that's when I realized, funny you said that, because like about the dry humping, because I remember even in sixth grade, I didn't know how to tongue kiss. Sure. And like a normal person. Right, like a normal person. Yeah. And so I remember her name was Brenda England. And it's a great name. It's a great name. You're surrounded by people with good names. Man. She was super, super cute. Mm-hmm. Now she's a lesbian. I don't think I had anything to do with that. But see, uh, that was, yeah, I would have dated her. That would have been my journey. <laughs> right. We got that account. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got that account. And uh, but yeah, we we were. It was one of those weird years where it was like you start to figure out who you. I, I start to figure out who I was, and which actually ended up being sort of how I got into comedy writing was. Because the key, like you want to be like girls like certain boys, right? Sure. So I could play sports, but I wasn't the jock. Mm-hmm. I could was cool-ish, but I wasn't the cool, the good-looking, like, like the effortless. Yes, guy. not the effortless cool guy. And I wasn't like I didn't have like a I would my thing was I was funny. Yeah. But nobody wants to like 
go with the funny it's guy. It's not until like junior, senior year and they start to finally be like, oh, you're funny. Yes, yes. That's when it starts. That's when it like, kind of starts. And really, bit. college is like, oh, college you found like, like a oh, thing. Now, like, right, now it's a thing. But I remember trying to like always be a different person. Right. And because I was like, you're uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to sure. like to do that. And so I remember... Uh, but I just remember that my life became a series of like those types of things where you're like, you're not, you're this guy. Right. So like, I remember Brenda England was, I didn't know how to tongue kiss. I I thought you just basically put your mouth on somebody else's mouth mm-hmm. and to just move your head side to side. Yeah. I didn't know that there was a tongue. Well, that makes sense. Right. That, t- cause you don't see that on T. I didn't see that on the love boat. I just saw their yeah. mouths and go away. See how things happen. I didn't see the internal, I didn't see how the sausage was being made inside there. No, we didn't have the uh, the luxury of, in, uh, luxury also, the detriment of internet porn. No. We didn't have any of that. No, like, I had to like scramble through my mom's things. like bad, like when you like, you're, you're jerking it, you're like, no, 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 no. I That's jerked it on a weird scramble. <laughs> I, I jerked for years after that because, well, anybody's young won't get this reference, but like the scrambling of Playboy and, yes. and all that shit. For years, like as a Pavlovian thing, you know, we'd flip to the channels and you like, uh-huh. if there's any channel you didn't get, it would still be scrambled. Yes. Like the Disney channel. Yes. Just like the scramble, even if it was a Disney channel and you could hear it was like Mickey Mouse Club, I would be like, oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was scrambled. Right. So I was like, right. I was used to like, yeah, fucking scramble. <laughs> right, right. Like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> it is, but that's, but that's yeah. what it was. And I remember like, so I didn't know any of that shit. And then we go, so I was like, uh, she was like, when are we going to kiss or whatever? She was fast, and uh, she was she kind of she was kind of a slut. But yeah. uh, but she, I was like, we're she gonna kiss. It out to her, but just she did, it out. she did, yeah. she did. And uh, uh, no, shout out to Brenda English. She was she was good people. And so she, uh, I was like, I'm gonna kiss you after school. Yeah, like after. So I was just trying to basically I was trying to put the shit off. Push it off. Yeah. I was just trying to stall. Uh-huh. Like maybe my grandmother would come pick me up early if I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe something else will happen. And uh, then it got around the school. They're gonna kiss like at the bungalows, like uh, so. Now it's like just, why I got out there. I didn't, you yeah. know, I didn't fucking tell anybody. So you know, it's getting around the school. So now I talk to all my friends. I'm like, you gotta kiss. Where you go? You gotta do where you gonna, ooh, you gotta. Oh, so now it's like all the down. Like fuck, I don't know what the fuck to do. So I'm like practicing on my wrist, like moving my mouth. I'm like, okay, at least let me just. I got it figured out. And so we get it's the it's the end of school. Literally, I walk. I hold her hand, and I'm walking super slow. Why people were waiting? We get to the bungalow. And there's like a ring of circle of people waiting what is for us. This bungalow. So just like an area outside of school. It, like like you know how the building we're in now. Like uh-huh. the, so, you had the main school that was like the main big building, right. and then on the yard you'd have like the separate buildings that weren't attached. So those are called like bungalows. So it's like this is a bungalow. We, so, I forgot we we called them like the uh, the trailers or something. They were the so basically the trailers. Like, yeah. It's the same 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 thing. And then so they're all waiting out there. I mean it, it was. It was insane. It's a circle of like fifth and sixth grade just waiting for us to come out there, like make out. They're like, doing like basically, they're doing like a social middle school social circle jerk. Like, like, come on, it's, basically, get it. it's basically a Japanese middle school yeah, or like circle a hot jerk. prison fight. Yes, it's it's basically it's, ba- yeah. it's basically that. It's basically it's like a, it's like a Shannon Tweed movie in prison. Sure, basically. sounds great. And uh, so we go out there. And I'm there with Brenda England, and we're like we're like holding each other like awkward. Slow as, dancing. As, oh no! And like, there's people watching. and people watching. And there's like no music and there, or anything. There, there, there's definitely no music, yeah. and it's just like almost where you're just hearing breaths. Uh, like people are just, just, just waiting for this. This, this also sounds like that, like the ass to ass. Like, <laughs> it's it's, it's very, shot. it's very. Uh, no, no, it's. Uh, Not uh, ice shot. No, uh, uh, we all do drugs. Yeah, uh, uh, requiem for a drink. They're looking for a drink. Yeah. It's basically Keith David. Uh, <laughs> if you pan the crowd, uh, you see Keith David going ass to ass, ass to ass. ass, to ass. Uh, 
So we get there, and so my instinct is flight. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't want to get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. So Brenda's like, come on, let's kiss. She had kids before. So we but go. That's what you want, though. I did, I but, but again, my instinct is to be such a pussy yeah. that I was just like, I don't want to, like, this, this can't happen. This is, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I can't even tell you. I'm getting anxious thinking about it. We, we go in. I move my mouth. Now I'm, I'm in position. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to land. Yeah. I put my mouth on her mouth. That's a good start. For a split second, I was like, this isn't that bad. Then she put a tongue in my mouth. And I was like, ugh, ugh. And then I totally dimed her out. Because I was like, I'm going to make myself seem cool. I was like, she put a fucking tongue in my mouth. She put a tongue in my mouth. And then my friends were like, she's supposed to. Oh, no. No. (laughs) When I say I got laughed at. Uh, oh, she broke up with me like a couple of days. Later. I mean, it's like a couple you were, days. That's yeah. actually sweet. She, she, she like she hung in there for the rest of the week. But yeah, that was a uh, that was my first that was my first Ooh. kiss. That was my first kiss. <laughs> just oh, and I love that. I just sold her out. I just sold out immediately. Immediately, just to oh. save myself. And then well, just having like that public forum is oh, fucking it awful. Was, and these and the crazy you know and these are friends that I was gonna that I went to school through high school. So these aren't just it's not like you can like no. like you can reinvent yourself where you're no. like oh no I'm gonna go to this new high school. It was like no those people remembered. Fuck for the next six years. Yeah. This is this is gonna be like my nickname. Yeah. It was like we had a kid named Alvin who pissed on himself all the time. He'd uh-huh. be pissy. He was, we called him Alvin Pissy. Like that was. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. If I saw him now, like I would use it. If I was in this room, I would be super nice to him. Yeah. So they leave. I tell you, Steve. He's the guy. He's pissed himself. <laughs> he's forty something years old. It never goes away. Uh, I remember my first when I had my when I got my first kiss. It was also like it was a sweet girl, but she was like it gotten around that like she had touched somebody's dick underneath the table. Oh in, shit! Like, in woodworking, what was it called home at, uh, tech head? Uh huh. I don't know if it was true or not, but I was like, okay. Damn. But then, like, that it may not even been true, but I heard that, and then she showed interest to me, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, touch like, my dick. But then as soon as, like, that became a reality, I was like, uh-uh, don't. <laughs> don't touch anything. I'm not ready for this. Stay and away then, from it. Yeah, and then she, like, full-on kissed me at, like, a football game. It's a middle school football game. No one was watching, but I was terrified, and I ran home to my... I went home, <laughs> rode, my bike, rode my bike home, and I... My grandparents... Yeah, like, she touched over. my penis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, my grandparents used to come over like once a week to like clean the house kind uh-huh. of thing and they were just like just basically come over and make dinner and hang out um, but I remember running inside and immediately running to the bathroom before I saw them because I was sure that they were going to be able to tell that I had kissed somebody it was like, <laughs> like washed my face I was like they're going to know yes. they're going to know it's crazy it's the weirdest it's shit. crazy like when I, I worry about even my son like I was like he was in the bathroom the other day and he was like he has a lot of anxiety. My son can be anxious about stuff. And he's super nervous. He can be very nervous. I don't know where he gets it from. And uh, he like pulled his pants down to go to the bathroom, but he like pulled his pants off to go to the bathroom. Okay. And then I was like, and he had locked the door. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, what are you, I said, open the door. What are you doing? And he was like, and I walked in, he had his underwear off, just like standing over the toilet. Uh-huh. And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, uh... I was fully convinced he was jerking off. And I, but I was like, you're in third grade. Is that, yeah, I was like, I don't remember right. jerking off in third grade. So I go, I go, what's going on? I was like, what are you doing? But now I don't want to like tip that, yeah, that, that's, a that that's a thing. That's a thing. So, so now this is a real like suss out. See, this is a real. You're in a minefield. Yeah, I'm in a minefield. Cause I don't ever. So I go, um, I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, uh, and he's scrambling. So now I'm like, 
oh, he's jerking yeah, his dick, sure. right? But then I'm like, okay. And then he goes, um, I just go into the bathroom. And I was like, go into the bathroom with your pants off? Like, he was like, I just get like really nervous. I don't want to get poop on my pants. And I was like, when I wipe, and I was like, now that's just crazy. If you know my son, that's just crazy enough to be actually be Maybe true. Maybe a thing, sure. But it's also a horrible lie that a nine-year-old yeah, would say. Yeah, So then I go, I go, you weren't in here, uh, like, were you in here playing with something? Were you up here like touching your penis or something? And he goes, what? And that was a real like, what are you talking about? Like not a, like I'm covering, not but like I legit have no idea like, what you're. What, is, then, what happens with that? <laughs> and that then I was me? like, oh, nothing, nothing. Don't, you just, just put, so I, I did, because I was like, oh shit, I hope. Uh, I didn't just teach my son how to start. Jack it yeah. off. Yeah. But because it was weird. I didn't want to tip it. No. But also no. it was like, you might like it one day. Yeah. But you for sure will. But also don't want to influence it. Yeah. By saying and the also wrong. like not moralize it. Yeah. It's like, and then not make it weird. And all those things. It was like, that's what parenting is like at my house, bro. But that's also like, so like getting like all like the make out stories. Those are like the normal things you should be dealing with when you're like 12 or 13 yes. years old. Not like Corby. A kid dying. Yeah. Yes. So, like, you, that's a weird mix, man. That is Stanley. It is. It is. It was a weird... That was... I remember sixth grade being, like... It was... A, sixth grade was a weird year, like, familial-wise. Like, my mom... My dad got remarried. My mom was, like, dating, like, a guy. Well, that's a weird, weird guy. It was... Isn't, isn't, huh? Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm totally interrupting. But, like, my parents got split up, split up when I was, like, 11 or so. So, like, I feel like my mom... My dad, you know, me, like, is a dude. Like, of course. Like, ends up with a lady, like, yeah, you course. know, six months later. And they're still together. Good for them. Um, but my mom, like, she was, like, dating, I feel like we were going through adolescence at the same time. Mm-hmm. We were, like, both going on dates, and it was a fucking weird dichotomy. Yep. It's, anyway. a, it's, super, it's super weird when, you know, you hear your mom on a phone call say to your dad, can, um, we swap weekends, Kevin wants to take me away. Oh, boy. And you're just like, oh, this guy's fucking my mom. Ah, oh, just it's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. so hard. That's, that's some hard stuff. <laughs> and you've got like a can you guys get back together picture? Yeah, oh, <laughs> just like nah, that, Kevin's nah, just ripped that <laughs> into. Kevin's begging your mom. Uh, I remember my mom dated this guy named Ray once, and Ray was his name. That's the guy who fucks your mom too, Ray. Exactly. <laughs> Ray and is the lives. guy who fucks your yeah. mom. And he worked for whatever car plant is in Cleveland. So like they were, she, she was going to Cleveland all the time. They took us to like a Cavs game once. From Pittsburgh. Show up. Yeah. So like that's a hike. It's like two hours. That's a, that's the yeah, That's not around the corner. And I was like in seventh grade or something, and and I remember at one point she she was saying she also had a mustache and like kind of like a little bit of like of course. A, He's Ray. He had, like, very, like, uh, I don't know why I'm shitting this guy. He may be a great guy, but, like, he had, like, very, uh, very pronounced eyelashes and, like, an Eric LaSalle coming to America Jerry Curl kind of situation. Like, Is he very, black? He's black? No. No, but it was just, like, very... Just a white guy with, like, a, a curly, like, a curly hair. Yeah, but, like, like a greasy curly. A grease curl. Like, it was, like, a, like... Did he have, know, like, a Ferrari like jacket? Blow, like, right, the right, right, right. But he... But I remember my mom saying to me, like... At some point, being like, yeah, I mean, like, I know it's not gonna work. It's, but just the sex is so good. No, mom, no. And like, she never, she no. was like a person who usually cross bounds like that. I don't know why she did this one time. She's like, and it just stuck with me. It's like, uh. And I'm sure she was. It was probably like a weird thing. I'm sure she, as soon as she said it, of course, she was just like, uh, I went too far. But I was just like, oh no, <laughs> race 
fucks my mom. <laughs> right, fucks my I mom. knew that, but now that's tacit it's, proof. And he's good. Uh, and she loves it. Fucking Ray with the mustache and, <laughs> and the, the eyelashes crazy, and the crazy Just dripping hair. fucking grease on my mom when they uh, have sex. Uh, yeah. Well, that was, well, my Ray was named Kevin, uh-huh. and he was, uh... But Kevin's like an accountant. Kevin was, but Kevin first off, away. Kevin was a black dude in the 80s who camped. He was a camp counselor. Wow. So even I knew that guy's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kevin used to wear, like, Birkenstocks with socks, no lie. Sure, sure. With, like, you know, he was, like, he kind of looked like, like, uh, kind of like a Barack Obama, like, look, he was mixed. Uh-huh. But again, my mom was an attorney. She mm-hmm. was like very well. Like this guy was like a shitty camp counselor for like public school kids. Was like, he like also was he like so different from your dad? Oh, so so like, different. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, yeah he, he was. Right? Yeah, he was like artistic and mm-hmm. he was woodsy. I mean, he was like a woodsy. I mean, he had like he had like that truck where like. You know, you have like the little camper on top of the truck. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like, yeah. But no, not the one that you can go up to. Just the weird back on like a oh, pickup yes. truck yeah. like that. Where you mostly you just is like to keep stuff warm. I don't know. Like a dog or a dead like a, dog. Basically like a dog. Basically like a dog. Or I, I might live here when I'm not yeah, yeah. on the campgrounds. Uh-huh. And Kevin, met my mom, because we had a chaperone. It's again, sixth grade year. We went to this, uh, our school, which is like this camp. I forget. It was Camp Has Kramer. I don't know that shit's around anymore. It was like in San Bernardino. And we went up there and it was so cool because it was also like, oh, like it's sixth graders, like fifth and sixth graders. So it was kind of like, um, you know, you were going to try to talk to girls because you were just away from home. So it yeah. was like, oh, like there's not that many parents around. Like my mom was there, but, you know, she was off with Kevin. And uh, I remember he was like flirting with my mom and that would just maybe like, Again, I just knew he was a loser. I was like, this guy's a... He, mm-hmm. black, black people don't camp. This is 82. Mm-hmm. Black people don't camp like this. Black people don't do this shit. Yeah. And I was like, who is this guy? He's a loser. And I remember my mom... My mom was like going on walks with him. And I went to go... I was trying to crash it. And then my mom was like, no, let me... I want to just walk with Kevin. And now you're oh, being no. shoved to the back for like Kevin. Uh. And then my sixth grade teacher, who was awesome, uh, Miss Armstrong, was like... I remember I was in, in her room and I was crying... And she was like, baby, you just got to let your mom be happy. I was like, I don't want her to be happy. I want her to be back with my dad. You're just like, I remember yeah. I just cried in Miss Armstrong's like, room like all night. That's and I just was like, crying with a teacher, man. Yeah. That's real. That's it a was. good teacher. That was, Miss Armstrong was like the best teacher I think I've ever had. I had her for fifth and sixth grade. And she was like legit the best. Wow. She was having us do like fucking term papers in fifth and sixth grade, like 25 page term papers. Jesus. Oh yeah, she was... For real. She was like, you know when you go to like, when you, like, you ever see like Stand Deliver, where you're like, I'm going to teach the Mexican kids how to like do calculus, and you're going to show all the white kids like, you're better, like you can hang with them. Yeah. That was, it was basically like that. It was basically like, she was like, you're not going to go be bust off to school next year and not know how to compete. And I was like, I didn't do a term paper again until high school. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. yes. But she was like, you're going to be prepared. To that point, like she was right. We were... Crazy repair. She was so awesome. She was a hard ass, but also was like, yeah, you can hang out. Yeah, she, yeah, she was. About some she was like, yeah, she was hard, but like always fair. She was like, she was a, she was a cool teacher. When I say like cool, whereas like she would be hard on you, hard. Right. But then, if like she like, I need some kids to help me like clear my classroom, and you'd be like, okay, I'll do it. 
And then, like, she'd order you, like, Numerono pizza. And then, like, and then it was, like, chill. And, like, she was a Laker fan, so we used to have, like, Laker, like, we'd track the season. Oh, like, she was, like, and then, I mean, she was awesome. Like, she was, yeah, she was the she was the best. And she also, like, helped you get over your parents' And divorce. consoled me when Kevin was fucking my mom. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking Kevin. The, the, like, teachers don't do that anymore, man. They're not paid enough. No. I mean, like, also, if, like, some, if I were a teacher and, like, some kid was like, yo, my mom's fucking somebody, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't yeah, even say I'm that. that. You could She could. I certainly couldn't sleep in her room. Not anymore. In this day, you slept in her room. I mean, I like fell asleep. I mean, it was like late, and I just yeah. felt I was too exhausted from like crying. Oh, but just fell asleep. You know what I mean? But you couldn't. Do, she couldn't probably hold me and tell me it's gonna be okay. I mean, she probably yeah. she couldn't do any of that shit. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So basically, we we're talking about in general, like everything was much simpler. You could ride your bike, but then somebody would die. Somebody could die. You could make out very young, but then there'd be a a weird prison fight where everybody... Basically. uh, Basically. And then then Kevin's still... There's always Kevin's in the world. There's always Kevin's and Ray's. That's so weird. Also, sixth grade, my stepsister, you taught me how to dry hump, which was weird. Okay. Weird and... Not bad. Yeah. But it's... How much older? She was saying we, we were like six months apart. Okay. So we were we were pretty close in age. I didn't like her because mm-hmm. I was like she was just representative of like my dad. Yeah. But then she she'd come into my room and uh-huh. like when I was in sixth grade and be like you want you want to hump and I was like sure because she was kind of fast in her school uh-huh. and I didn't know and I was just like okay and then we were like <laughs> try hump. Holy fuck! Yeah, it was crazy. And my dad, I, mean, you know, I was just like, well, you're also so young, you have no idea what you're doing. I saw, no, no, I no yeah. idea what, like, no idea what we're doing. And the weird part was like, and but she was kind of fast, like she was like a girl that was like, like her friends were super cute, and they would be like, well, that's a were, great entree into that world. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Her friends were like, I mean, they were like these are girls who be like drinking when they were like 13 years old. So, I mean, like, yeah, like now you're just like, oh. well, what about that? Are you like, because you're still like a, a few years away from that, but like you're only like two years away from like you know me being the asshole stealing cigarettes. Like, would you talk? Like, there's um, shit. I don't know if I've told the story before, but there's like uh, there's this Raymond Carver short story called uh, beer or uh, fuck bicycles, muscles, cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And there's just like a it's a the whole thing is about a kid who gets in a fight and then the the protagonist, the lead in the story, has to go and like talk to this kid's friend. Okay. Uh, this kid's uh, this uh, the, the kid's dad. Okay. And like you know, like sorry, I got in a fight, and right. then they end up getting in a fight. <laughs> so it's like kind of it's like only like five or six pages, but there's like a period where like they're walking to this kid's house and he's taking him through like this path in the woods, mm-hmm. and in doing so, he's like, I couldn't believe like how big my son's social world was. <laughs> like he's like, I never knew this fucking path. Is there? I know this neighborhood. Was right. There. So it's like a little bit of like how fuck amazed at like how, these tiny little zygote beings but they have this whole other world like does that terrify you yeah it completely terrifies it completely terrifies me especially like again just being working so much now especially like having a daughter yeah like in my and like thank god my daughter is like pretty like with it but i'm like she's so smart that my daughter will either my daughter will either be really like sweet and innocent Mm -hmm. or when she does dirt i will never fucking know because Because she plays that that she's that good yeah she's that good at like reading people and like she's just smart her wheels are always turning but they look like they're not uh-huh. but she doesn't get in any trouble like she's never any trouble she doesn't like to but I'm like no but when she's like 
When she figures out that when how, she fig- how yep. to turn the screws a little yep. bit. Yeah, she's going to be, she's going to be, because my boys are like, they're stupid. Yeah, um, yeah well, that's usually how it works. That's usually how boys go. And then, but yeah, my, my daughter is the one that's like, oh yeah. So what do you do for that? What do you do? I mean, like, how do you, I mean, just outside, telling the story that like I had this friend who died, like how do you, is it just always like instilling fear? Because I, I, I have a wiener dog, man. I don't know how to do this shit. Like, I used to I do try kids to, parties, but... Right, right. I really... I mean, to be honest, a lot of times I do. Yeah. Because they're so young that, like, I figure, one, they'll figure this shit out eventually and be like, Dad, I was full of shit, right? Yeah. So eventually, like... You keep them safe until they can... Yeah, until, until they can, like, assess for themselves. You're just trying to keep them alive. Yeah. So, like, my only, my only goal is, like, look, like, don't... And it's weird, too, like... Also, they go to a private school that's like, I would say mostly white and Asian. And then mm-hmm. there's like, I would say it's probably about 65% white and Asian mm-hmm. and then like 35% black and Latino mm-hmm. kids. So then there's also like that element, right? Because I grew up, I went to public school that was all black. Mm-hmm. So even though my upbringing was weird, like when my parents got divorced, all of this also around sixth grade, was... Uh, my parent, my dad was had was very much uh, everything was pro black. Everything right. was like black jobs, black business, black sure. fruit. We're going black. Everything black. And my mom, because they were very that's my dad's side was very self made, like mm-hmm. very much like we didn't go to college, but we educated, but we like have our own businesses. Right. And my mom, that side was very much like career oriented, but like we work for like we're an attorney, but you work at a law. Like you right. have a they're very college educated. So my mom's philosophy was like. I'm going to put you around everything white kids do. If it's white, it's right. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to do everything white kids do. So they just, so when they separated, they had this weird like arrangement that was like, if I was, if I went to a public school, that was a school literally up the street from me, that was all black and black in, in Baldwin Hills, that I had to go to a white summer camp and play sports with white kids. Huh. And if I went to a, a white school, then I had to play sports like in Compton. Right. So that was like my upbringing from like when I was five or six till right before high school. Were you aware of that? Or I mean, oh, I was very, you aware of the dynamics, but were you aware like that was a conscious choice on your parents' part? Yes, I was very aware. Yes, it was it, it, not a, like they didn't vocalize. Right. They told me that agreement much later in life, but I, it was clear by the by how I was spending my year right. of what was happening. And my mom would very much push uh Back, like, back, like, a little, like, she's like, I don't want him to play sports at Compton. Can he play in another black thing? It was just, like, it was very clear. My, my dad was like, he needs to know how to be around black people. He needs yeah. to know how to be. So there was a very much of a, that dynamic. So, like, for the school year would be, like, you know, this is, like, 82, 81, where, like, you know, so it was, like, MTV was super sick. I mean, Michael Jackson was the only right. person of color on MTV. Yeah. So, you know, this is, like, the birth of hip-hop. And mm-hmm. so... During the school year, me and my friends, we'd be listening to, like, you know, Run DMC and Curtis Blow and all this early hip-hop. But then when I got to summer camp, I went to this summer camp called Westry, which was actually not too far from where we are at Sony in Carver City. It's gone now. And they used to have one in the Valley. And the, but the, it was all white. And they were listening to Duran Duran, the Culture Club, The Police. And I didn't know any of those songs. So I'd spend the whole summer... Learning Billy Joel and, and John Cougar Mellicamp songs, oh, and man. you know, like like getting my Jack and Diane on. I and, like that you started off with like Duran Duran and Culture Club, and yeah. then like and yeah, Jack and Diane. <laughs> I used to love Jack, but yeah. you know, you don't want to be called Cougar anymore. But um, 
but that was how I grew up, and I was and so, but but in the summertime, now I wasn't learning any hip hop. So then I'd go back to school, and I'd be like, "Hey, you guys know Cindy Lauper? You guys know like Kajagoogoo? You guys know? Yeah, <laughs> you guys know about the Go Go's, the yeah. Bangles? They like the fuck are you talking about? So then I'd spend the whole year learning, and then I was, but that's how my like so eight or nine years were. It was did just you feel always like you were always behind, always behind, all, all eternally behind, but. What I didn't realize, and so again, it's like I think you know, like every person who's a comedy person is like has awkward or uncomfortable sure. things. So you're, I was just very aware of how uncomfortable I always was, and very aware of how felt feeling like I didn't really fit in anywhere. Um, and then, but when I and I became very observant. When you're the only one, you're always observant of how you're perceived by other people. Right. Because you don't, you're trying to make sure, you're trying to figure out how am I coming across to other people. So you're constantly like taking information in and trying to assess as opposed to like just being in it and not thinking about it. Um, and so when I was with the White Summer Camp, I was always aware of that because nobody looked like, I'm really the only black kid. Like I was on all the brochures. <laughs> like, it'd be like, why is a black kid doing field hockey, water polo? <laughs> like, why is he in every uh-huh. fold out of the brochure? Yeah, why is he using chopsticks? Yeah, well, like, what is that? I was also maybe an Indian kid. I don't yeah. know. Um, and then in my school, I was like the black kid who like talked white and like didn't knew all this stuff. So I was also that. So. Yeah. You're always you were never enough in one environment or the other, and um, was that like a, a consistent feeling, or was at what point did it shift to be like, oh, I have I have perspective that so many people don't. High, have. School. high school, high school was when I started. My high school was very um, almost like twenty five percent black, white, Latino, and Asian, almost right. across the board. And when I got to the school, and then people are talking about references that I knew that my other black friends who, but I went, to a, I went to a private school, a Catholic school for high school. And so a few of my friends from growing up ended up going to that school. And I mostly met a, a lot of new people, but the high school, the public high school was across the street. So it was kind of like a sister school. It was weird to describe it. It's almost like the way our buildings are. Yeah. Like this would be one school, that would be another school. All right. my friends were at both schools. Right. Um, so, uh, so in high school, but now when we were with white kids and I knew all the stuff, Knew all the TV shows, knew yeah. all the music. I knew all those things that they were talking about. So it wasn't. So then I was. Then I was like, oh, he's cool. Like he's. Yeah. I became more. And again, like the high school empty to graduation was when I became more comfortable. Because then I was also accepting. I'm just a funny guy. That's who I am. Yeah. I'm not this guy, that guy, You're this like guy. A funny guy who floats everywhere. Right, who kind of floats everybody. everywhere. And I could go kind of in, I could go with kind of any camp and like be always. I was never uncomfortable in any because I was like, oh, I know what it's like to be in this group, that well, that's group. A, that's a gift to like not feel uncomfortable in high school. Well, it's it's one of those things where it was like you know this is like pre obviously this is like pre Barack Obama so there's like the term diversity di- didn't exist then, yeah. but. I do think like to that point of like it, it kind of has helped me professionally because mm-hmm. m- most of the rooms that I go in I'm the only one. So oh, you mean there's a lot of white people <laughs> in, in comedy writing? It's weird that that yeah. um, is a thing. It's uh, crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, but it has again. It just served me those things, those moments, all the years of being uncomfortable and feeling like that. You're just like now I don't. I think about it, but it doesn't. I don't think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was there ever like a point? Because I think that's. I think that there's like so many like in terms of like your parents choice there's like so many things that are like really I think fascinating and great choices but also like 
the con- just the conscious decision of like, well, mm-hmm. you know, your mom's standpoint, and your dad's standpoint. And like, I don't think they were totally reasonable, and they both understood. Both totally reasonable, from. and I think too, like I don't, I almost think like they dumb lucked into it. Yeah. Because if either one of them had had like. Uh, primary custody Mm -hmm. they would have just pushed their own agenda right right but because they had joint they couldn't both so it was almost this weird thing that happened out of like well we both have a say so we'll just sort of mediate a piece but not necessarily knowing the outcome of that because they could have it could have gone fucked up on either side and for a while, it felt like that. At least on, for me, I just wanted to either be in one group or the other. Having to change, did, yeah. you, did you feel resentment about that growing up? Because I was like, because in the summertime, all my friends were like doing other shit during the summer, right? And I would not really see, you know, I wasn't. I would see them maybe on the weekends, but right. I wasn't seeing them as much. So you had to do like, you know, again, you had to make an or- now you call it a play date, but you had right. to make an organized way to see them because I wasn't seeing them by proxy at school, right? Um, and again, you just want to be. You just wanted to find a group. And um, <clears throat> so that was, again, always. But like I said, now parents seek that type of thing out to right. be diverse and have things that feel that way. Then it was like everybody was in their own. And as much as like L.A. is diverse or whatever, it's still very L.A. is very segregated as a city. Oh, 100%. So, um, you know, and this is even more so because it's, you know, it's the early 80s. Yeah, which I think is fascinating that you got to experience that in like mm-hmm. such a real way. Because, I mean, yeah, for working in this field that is just like a snowstorm mostly mm-hmm. it's like getting better for <laughs> oh, sure for sure i mean it's always it's, better yeah um that's really interesting have you talked to your parents about it since then yeah i mean i've talked to them really since i've had children and been like cuz even now i'm like you know like my kids go to a school that's like i even i had that thing where like okay i know they go to a school that's very smart very great and has a lot of diversity, but, but the diversity is skewed because it's mostly white and yeah. Asian and some black and Latino. So I'm like, so it's important for me that he do play sports with like other African American kids that like share his thing. Cause I'm like, he doesn't like in his class, there's like four. Right. So, and I mean, of the two third grade classes, there's, That's a bunch there's of two kids. in his class and two right. in the other class and the of 20 something kids. So it's like a so, writer's room. So yeah, it's basically a kind of, yeah. it's not even a comedy writer's room. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> on the go breaks, it was one of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to go. I'm breaking in. It was one of it. Uh, yeah. Same with Happy Endings. So yep. Same with Scrubs. <laughs> Almost every job you've had. Almost every job yeah. I've had. In between the, in, in between the, the African-American shows, yeah. I've been the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, so, so I'm just aware of, like, wanting to make sure that you know, cause I, cause you can get fooled. Like I think that's the like when we turn on the news now, right? You see like people like Amarosa and Stacey Dash, and they're just like getting played. Like like the Syrian family that voted for Trump and then <laughs> got deported or whatever the fuck just yeah. happened to them. You're just like, yeah, fuck holes. That's what they. That's what happens when you like they use you like puppets and then yeah. you get played thinking you're different. And I always say it's like the nigga wake up call. You get you get it. Yeah. You you think you're just because you're a proximity to them, you're not. You're never gonna be Trump's never gonna be like you're being played. So well, it's just it's just weird, like the lack of self awareness. Right? It is. It's the and lack. That's what it really comes down to. It's just like and it is. It's like this lack of like thinking. It's a lack of thinking. Things are always better. I always say things are better, mm-hmm. but the game rules always stay in play. Yeah. So you can say like you can be playing Monopoly and have more money, but at a certain point, the rules don't change on the board right so it's just you so you just have to know that and i think like there's this such this thing of like wanting to assimilate there that's like 
they just I just think it's like this thing just of wanting to be I want to be not like them I want to be above them right which I think is like that's what happens so I never want my son to feel like to, for him to feel like he can get played or for him to forget like look you can you can go to this school you can have all these friends but then the day like the world will always see you as an African-American kid mm-hmm. and that's and and that's awesome and you should you embrace all of that and, and but but with that comes a responsibility and with that comes you carry the you carry the burden of the past regardless it just comes with the territory how do you instill that because like they're still young so like at what point do you is that just like a almost uh, an ingrained thing just from watch by learning because the example that you've set in your life or is there at some point where you like talk about like this is no we I talk well I remember as a kid my mom I mean all I don't know a black kid whose parents didn't say you got to work 110% harder than right. the white kids in your school. You can't, I don't know a black parent kid that has an appearance say, you can't do what those white kids do. You can't throw a tantrum like the white kids. You can't, you can't yeah. do that. So that was instilled in me very early and instilled in all my friends early. Yeah. And so like now when my, now my kids will see like kids at their school get upset at their parents and get loud and they're like, we can't talk to them with our dad. Like, and so, but, but we tell them it's not just that. It's like in class, like you can't be the talkative, you can't, you can't talk like Kevin can talk. You have to like you, Kevin you, the Camper. Kevin the Camper is fucking my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, like you can't talk that way. Like you have to. So I, with my oldest, I'm starting to like to have those conversations of like, look, man, like, and he's he's not unaware. And I will say, sadly, in, in a good way, though, them growing up, they've never known a president that's not Barack Obama. That's so that's cool is that that now? is like so they even this seeing this go around is like. Yeah what the fuck is this guy and what is this is like this is because I don't know this is a possibility yeah this is a possibility like, this yeah. guy can and you're like so in some in some weird way the them what getting involved them seeing the election and hearing this stuff is kind of doing a lot of work they're like why so then it, it prompts natural conversation right because it's like they hear Donald Trump and they go why is he saying this or why are they telling Muslims go home why are they yeah. saying why, why are they saying these things when 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 uh, uh, LeBron was wearing the um the whole Black Lives Matter stuff and you know I, mean, I made my son watch it and when when LeBron was wearing the Trayvon Martin he was like why are they wearing the hoodies and you're trying so yeah. it's like and he he hears it and he's just like a part of me is like look man you got to know that pain like that's real you yeah. got you got to like you got to like know it it's just comes with the territory of like who we are but there's beauty in that too there's beauty in like succeeding regardless of the obstacles before you and you try to help them see the you know it's just like a movie right it's like any great hero has to overcome hard obstacles that's just part of like how you become things become heroic you know yeah. and so you're trying to teach them look this is what's difficult but the beauty is that you know our history goes you know back to bc and and we were brought here in a certain way but we've gone here and you know what I mean like you try to like see like here's the upside and the beauty and like all of that stuff and like that all gets put in the pot right. you know and that the world's not like that there are people who are like that so it is it's a very nuanced conversation that you yeah. that constantly evolves and that's a you know I'm sure I'm fucking up a lot of ways thread. but is yeah. there like is there something like okay so you're like you're having these difficult conversations kind of being prompted by the social and political climate 
But, like, is there things that, like, okay, that's fucking hard to deal with, and how do I deal in the same way, like, are you jerking off in the bathroom? Like, it's a hard <laughs> it's a hard thing to get to kind of bridge. <laughs> right, right. Is there something, like, as they get older that you're excited to do? Like, this is, like, a thing where, like, now looking back at my high school experience, I don't know what those are exactly. Yeah, but. no, I, I will say I'm really excited. Like, my son and I started doing it. We just, I've just been so busy, I haven't had a chance to. But this was, like, two years ago. We took, uh, my son loves baseball. I love baseball. And I was like, let's go to, um... I wanted him to see, just started to see other baseball stadiums. Yeah. So I was like, let's just drive to San Diego. We'll go see like a Padres game. I don't know the play. And I was like, because then the seats are cheaper and yeah. we get greater, better seats. And then we just went out. We just stayed in like a Hilton, like nothing fancy. And we just went to the game and then went to the Hilton and swam because it's like in the summertime. It was like in the summer. And then just hung out. And I was like, this was a cool. We ordered room service the next day in the bed. Just room service. The coolest when you're a kid. The, the, the coolest. Yeah. And we just hung out. In the, we just hung out in the room and talked and drove back and. We hung out that night at a sports bar, and it was just like, oh, I want to have more time like this. Because I was like, when I was when growing up divorced, like, I didn't see my dad like that. And, like, we're close-ish. Um, like, I love my dad, but I wouldn't say we're, like, super tight. Um, and uh, But it was great. So it was like, that made me, I'm excited to have, I'm excited to see how their minds work as adults. Right. Because they're very intelligent, but you know you want to have grown-up conversations with them too. I'm, I'm, I'm also wanting to try to just appreciate where they are. Because I'm like, you know, when I met you, my oldest was two. Like I said, he was two and a half, and now he's nine, about to be ten. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like, fuck, man. This like in this same amount of time, he's gonna be off in college, yeah. and it's like you're like, Jesus, what's this? Cra-? So I'm and trying then, to, you know, it switches where they start to school you on things. And then like, it, okay, yeah, and then I will learn how I fuck them up, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm really just uh, trying to just enjoy it. But it's flying by, man. It's moving so fast. Do you think about, like, because we were talking earlier about, like, you know, I use hyperbole and fear to, like, get to make <laughs> yes. a point sometimes? Yes. Is that as a shit that, like, reminds you, like, of your parents? And you, like, do you think about them frequently when you're doing this shit? Oh, 100%. And I'm like, it works. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Because it yeah. works. It, I mean, look at the world. If Like, when you inspire people with fear, right? It's like... They do what you want because yeah. they're afraid. Like, you can have the terror alert to red all the time. You can say they're fucking going to build the wall. You can yeah. say fucking, you can't let the Syrians in. They're going to fucking do shit. People get fucking afraid. They elect a fucking madman mm-hmm. to the office. And you're like, because uh, we're all pussies. <laughs> like, we don't want anything to happen to oh, us. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, so. When it comes down to it. it, it, it I want to be safe. Yeah, I want to be safe. I want to yeah. be comfortable. I don't want to have any problems. I want to completely be safe. And so. You know, you do it because it works. What what you what I've learned is though, the older I get, what I try to do is not just tell them blanket. I try to give them a context about why I'm saying it. Right. More so, my nine year old, less my six year old. Because my six year old, I'm like, do do what I'm telling you to do. Yeah, be quiet. Yeah. And it's mostly my older son because he's the most mischievous of the kids. Mm-hmm. So he's the one I like. My daughter's pretty much. We tried to watch Harry Potter the other night. My daughter had nightmares and. She couldn't. Sure. Uh, it's the Sorcerer's Stone. There's nothing even scary. There's it's Sorcerer's it's all, Stone. It's like a, some dark shit. Like, I mean, I remember... I, it's like dark hallways. It's not yeah. like... <laughs> I mean, like, looking back was, like, never any story that scary. That wolf was scary. That wolf was scary. I, I had nightmares about that shit forever. That wolf, the wolf was scary. But you know what, though? The I will say, that's a good point. Never any story is scary because it's like, it's the nothing, which is also scary because you're like, you don't just know what the, the fuck it is. It's just the unknown. Uh. It's the nothing. The yeah. nothing is coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I said it's like the nothing. It, it feels like the laziest writing. Like, ah, I'm just saying nothing, but it's we'll also like it. the most beautiful. It's like, the most beautiful and scary. You don't know what it is. Right. It's like basically saying, it's death. Death is <laughs> it coming. It is. It's basically, it is death. It's yeah. like death is coming. Um, 
But yeah, so um, so yeah, I try, I try to I, I do it because sadly it works, but it works in lots of ways. It works in my marriage. It yeah. works in like you know when I'm like I don't know a husband who doesn't put on an extra like how tired he is. Oh, like sure. you know, it's like you do. You're like I'm fucking. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna make it. So <laughs> I'm so exhausted. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can uh-huh. you just make your lunch? And if I could just get one morning to like, <laughs> uh. you're just trying to spin shit. Yeah, you're just trying to spin shit. Um, didn't anticipate this, but this was like a really interesting conversation about parenting, which I've not really done. So let me ask you, like, what is your, I don't know, advice is like, you've got three kids. Yes. Two six-year-olds. Two six-year-olds. And one nine-year-old. One nine-year-old. Almost ten. Yeah. Like, what is your advice like, I don't know, A, like steering them away from like the tragedies of Brody, Barty? Corby. Corby. Uh, and then also like dealing with like what all this shitstorm that's spinning around right now. The Corby shit is tough, man, because it's like, I don't know, how do you avoid, like, that was uh, yeah. such a weird... Have you, do they understand death at all? Or is that like a thing, like, is it a gold my grand My grandmother, my last grandparent just died a month ago. Well, I'm sorry. So, oh, cool. yeah, 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 I mean... It, it's their grandparents, they die. It's yeah, she was 94. Her. She was a cool chick. 94, good for yeah, her. She, she was, yeah. yeah. Um, she was awesome. She was the one that used to always tell me to laugh at myself. She that was that was like that was like my funny grandmother. That's phenomenal. Which advice. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. She was she was my grandmother was real big on like don't take life too seriously, laugh. Yeah. And I was like that that I that stuck with me forever. And then so that's been the most recent because all my other my other my my grandfather passed three years ago now. So my twins were like two and a half, three. Right. They don't, they, don't. They, were, they were little. And then my, the thing I remember is, but, you know, it's like when you're in that six to nine, you kind of remember shit. Yeah, not it's really all as like much. hazy. It's, like it's a, all it's like hazy. A, it's a night of drinking. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. basically like a night yeah, at the at the fucking dime. And then, uh, uh, so this was a, a new thing for them because I was, and my mom, my, 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 my wife was like, do you want them to go to the service? I was like, yeah, I want them to see it. Like, this is the yeah. kind of the last, this is my last grandparent they should see it. We can't, like, shelter them from, like, the way the world is. I'm like, there are kids in... I, I just always... It's funny. In America, we have this very, like, protective view. And in some ways, it's great. But in some ways, it's like, look, it's kids in the world right now in fucking India yeah. who are fucking drinking water out of a puddle. And see death all the time. And see death all the time. And, like, in Iraq and Iran, who see death, like, on a constant basis. And, like, they... I'm not saying that that's great either. I'm just saying that, like, in the balance of schemes, it's like... We can't like live in these bubbles of like we never experience things, you know. Yeah. And uh, I feel like right now there's this very view of like protecting children, and I get it. But I'm like, look, we all made it. We're all here. Yeah. We're all okay. I mean, short of like anything, it's like people die. People, both people are born, and I. So I try not to like. That's my biggest thing because I try not to like. Over shelter them from right. shit because like right now our culture is very much to we can't we can't either you know we gotta like can they can't do yeah. this they can't it's so a, you're like a big bubble protective yeah it's like a big old protective bubble and it's like fuck man like shit happens like yeah and it's I don't know I mean I don't know the but like it feels like this is a probably incendiary thing but like protect protect protect. And then, you know, there's a kid who smells peanut dust. And, like, <laughs> like I feel like that's, like, years and years of, like, right. I mean, just keep everything away. Right. But it is, like, that thing where it's, like, 
we have this like like it's it's like you know the twenties were like kids were working in the coal mine uh-huh. and it was like we got to protect these kids yeah. you know but they're now it's like Aries. right <laughs> exactly yeah. it's like they're not truffle pigs they can't like go in there like they need to like not breathe carbon yeah. and then like now that we've gone the other side of that which is like they can't one kid uh, smelled a peanut and I have a peanut already too and he like coughed yeah. we gotta like keep now sure. we gotta get rid of peanut it's like this thing of like jeez like we like. Let's Which like, I understand how that happens. That of makes sense. Course, but of course. I totally get exactly the, how that road gets built. But it's yeah. like, fuck, we can't, like, it, there's, like, at a certain point. But I think that's just in life in general. It's like, oh, as two Syrians got in or two, it, like, illegal immigrants got here and did something. We got to let it, we got to shut it all out. It's like this crazy overreactionary thing that, like, isn't really rooted in, like, any real basis. Yeah. But I, but I get it. Fear works. Yeah. It fucking works. So your advice is just scare the fuck out of your kids. My advice is scare the fuck. My advice, my advice, I always say to parents. People ask me who are like new parents because I'm a lot of our friends who like mm-hmm. now yeah. are, have kids or have have new kids and stuff. And I just always go like, honestly, like just do the best you fucking can because you're gonna yeah. fuck up and you're gonna do some awesome shit. And it's gonna be all of it. It's like, yeah, all you have is like all you have is your gut and like. Don't like think it through, but don't like overthink it too. It's like, you know, most of it, it's like you have good instincts. People usually have, for the most part, on base level things, yeah. like good instincts. And I think, like, he's just gonna, you're gonna, nothing, like, there's this weird thing I feel like in our life where, like, and I always say this is true about marriage too, that, like, it's interesting that to me that people, and I don't know if this, this kind of goes off the point, but. I always like I have friends of mine who are I've been married 13 going on 14 years now and I have friends I have a couple of friends of mine there were all like five of us who got married at one time and like two are divorced or six of us three are divorced three are still married and I run into people now who are like at the, like that seven year eight year mm-hmm. where it's like you know you're kind of like fuck is this it is this mm-hmm. thing and I always go like look I say it's funny because marriage is the only thing I think that you put all these like uh, rules and restrictions and um, uh, expectations on. I was like, when you when you work at, at your job, when your job isn't going the way you want, when you hate your boss, when you're not getting paid enough, you don't quit your job. Mm-hmm. When your kids are acting up or your parents are acting up, you don't stop being parents. Right. When your friend is like, you and your friend could not be getting along, you don't necessarily just write off that friendship. You just go, oh, well, I'm not talking to them for a while. Blah, blah. Yeah. But when marriage comes along and the marriage isn't quite working. There's this thing to be like, I'm out. Yeah. But we don't quit in other areas of our laws. And always, my thing is like, look, there's marriage is a, there's, it's always, it's in flux. It's always moving. You just have to like, kind of, you don't have to quit it. Just, and I'm not saying if you're in something horrible. No, but it's but, a living thing. But it's a living thing. It's constantly evolved. It's constantly changing. And we don't bail on other areas of our lives that just don't bring us happiness. But there's this presumption that like my spouse is supposed to always make me happy. Right. And it's like, that's not true. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a naive perspective. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's you a look right. inside to yourself right. perhaps. More. Right. And yeah. so, and so my thing, I think in this, in the same, in the same spirit of that is like, look, you're going to do some things in your marriage with your kids that are going to be amazing. You're going to do some things that are going to fuck shit up. But it's like it's all of that, right? It's right. like this the sum of the sum of Steve Barcelona or myself is like the we're the sum of those experiences, not not just the like the cause or the result of those exist. Like you're not a singular experience and like that one thing has shaped you. It's like all those things shape you and they shape you in ways that are beautiful, and they shape you in ways that are that still hurt, and they shape you in ways that are uh, powerful and profound and ways that are still sad and all those things and you just kind of accept all that in the pot, all that yeah. goes in the room of who you are, and like, 
but that's what makes all of us that's what makes us all I think interesting you know yeah and I can't speak to the, the being on the parent side but I know just to mean a child at, at one point as you get older you recognize like oh I see your fallibilities I see where you made mistakes but I also uh, kind of understand mm-hmm. like I also have uh, uh, a perspective now and understand it's like why this was hard and the things you did and it like gives you a further appreciation for of, sure like, the love and like also how fucking beautiful that you yeah. did all these things and you sacrificed all these things and then you remember too like fuck my parents were like 24 years old yeah so you're like fuck what was I doing kind of like I think like my dad was 25 years old with a family I was like Jesus like a full time job and like raising a kid like at 25 I was like girl fuck no I was smoking weed and like yeah <laughs> finally got my porn unscrambled like yeah. not, not alone yeah, like raising I can pay for free porn I can pay for my fucking porn yeah. so I was like I, you, know, you just like you start to see them as like I think when you get to be a parent for me my biggest thing was starting to see my dad not as my dad just as like a guy just a guy who was like interesting shift, figuring right? that shit out. It is an interesting coming shift. from like from child to peer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, I see how you got here because this is how I got here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I see. Like, you used to blame my parents for like having problems in your marriage. And you're like, oh, I have problems in my marriage. I absolutely see how couples get divorced all the time. I can, you know what I mean. I, I totally also see, see how it. like these little things running around make it harder. Make it make, make it hard. Like, like I was talking to my wife all the time. I was like, these little fuckers are trying to make us divorce. We're not gonna let them. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get us divorced. They're really yeah. trying. They're really want to break this family. <laughs> Everybody yeah, they're like, maybe so we don't up. sleep. They're putting shit everywhere. <laughs> right. They're, they're, we can't fucking take yeah. a vacation. I ain't got no fucking money. Yeah. Can't take you anywhere. It's on them, boo. Yeah. You want to go to Italy? They can go to public school. That's why I, this is this is a bit of a tangent, but I used to always say uh, back when I first got married, and like people were like you gonna have kids soon, mm-hmm. and I'd always kind of like just way of pushing the ball down. I'd be like, no, I'm in no hurry because like in my twenties, I feel like I had a kid, where like I had well, I didn't have a kid, but I had I had like this disease that like took all my money, right. covered everything in shit, and made it so I couldn't travel. And, like, Pretty also much. made me exhausted all the time. So, yeah. like, I didn't have a kid. I didn't raise no. anything. But I felt like I had, like, the proxy. Even you, though it's, like, a you very, pretty, very... You pretty much have a... Cl- yeah. You, that's basically what it's, it's like. It's, like, a, a not a great parallel, but, like, that was, like, a thing it's I said. It's pretty accurate, though. Yeah. Covered, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fucking exhausted, accurate. Exhausted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit everywhere. Shit everywhere. Yeah. No money. Yeah. Pain. Yeah. It's pretty, it's it's pretty exhausted. Uh, I think this is a very illuminating conversation, sir. Cool. Man, I hope Thanks, it was man. I hope it was terribly interesting as well. I think so. Cool. Thanks, man. buddy. Also, Thank dope watch. Yeah, let's finish on that note. Yeah, dope watch. watches. Let's Fancy see. times. We started off on the bougie <laughs> shit. We finished on the bougie shit. Fancy times with Prentice. Book in. Book If in. this show doesn't go well, then you and I will just start Fancy Times. We'll just do finish. Fancy Times. And I'll just run that. There we go. So then you can have more time to hang out with your family. Man, that sounds great. You take my Fancy Times show. Yeah, and I'll just ride your Porsche every so often. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, bud. How about that, guys, huh? That guy, Prentice Penny, what did I tell you? He's a fucking cool guy, right? He's funny, he's charming. Uh, I like him very much. If you want to see what else is going on with Prentice, check him out on Twitter. It's at the underscore A underscore Prentice. Again, that's at the underscore A underscore Prentice. And Prentice, just so you know, is P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E. Check this guy out. Also, watch Insecure. It's interesting television. It's really interesting. It's good stuff. He's a great guy. I have a bunch of other friends that work on it. So, you know, just pay attention to good things. Um, Also watch... I know I said this before, but watch Upscale. Because I think it's just going to be a cool show. 
that's all. Um, thank you so much, Prentice, for coming out and talking to us. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was fun drinking Japanese whiskey with you and uh, uh, hearing your insights on life and race and children, all those fun things. Um, that's all, gang. That was a great episode. So thank you for listening. Thank you to Hayden Fongheiser for doing anything behind the scenes. Thank you to Kingdom Flying Club and Julia Pot for doing art and music. And thank you to you guys, just for being great, for being attractive, inside and out, and uh, for being lovable. Kisses.